0: Hey everybody, what's up? Welcome back to another episode of Everything Kratom. The podcast about anything and everything Kratom. Great to have you with us on this Monday morning. Hoping all is well with you, hope your weekend went great. Today I wanted to talk about a recent development in Thailand. And I'm looking at the Bangkok Post here. And you might remember, for those of you who are keyed into the whole Kratom situation worldwide, at least, that Thailand last year decriminalized Kratom. So this is a recent development. There's actually a really super interesting history around Thailand and Kratom. If you don't know about it, I have done an episode on that before as well. But essentially, the sum up of that would be that, um, you know, as as Thailand kind of was, was dealing with World War II, and also change in leadership, uh, a whole lot of changes in the early, mid-1900s, they were also producing opium. And what they were finding, uh, the government, was that as farmers were using kratom, which was growing in the jungles right next to the fields that they were you know, growing poppy in, people were starting to get used to Kratom and found it to be a better alternative. And so the country's opium market was actually seeing a decline in users. And so this whole black market was actually like supported by the government there. And they made Kratom illegal because it was taking away their profit. So it's a fascinating history. Um, I go into more detail about all of that in that episode, so you should check that out. But that's kind of the gist of the of the beginning of illegal kratom, right? And recently, this past year, it was decriminalized for use in the country of Thailand itself. And so the recent update, which this article is covering today, is that online kratom sales have now been okayed by the house in Thailand. And what is also interesting about this is that it's not just about online sales, but this is really just expanding the market, not just in terms of, you know, ways in which creating can be sold, but it's also kind of putting together a structure of regulation around it that isn't, you know, flat out making it illegal and isn't flat out just making it legal and having it be a free for all. So I really enjoy seeing how this is taking shape because it's just a helpful roadmap or model for maybe other countries that might be exploring some sort of similar process. And then of course it can also help with our own state by state battles here in, in the US as we're kind of coming to terms with what we think about kratom. So one part of this article is talking about the regulation and it's saying that the sale of kratom and food that contains it will not be permitted to people aged under 18. Pregnant women and breastfeeding mothers. And so they actually legally have to say on their Kratom products that the products are not safe for those groups of people. People under 18, pregnant women and breastfeeding mothers. And honestly, I think that that makes sense. I mean, before we have any more research about it, who wants to risk that when it comes to uh, minors who are, you know, their brains are still developing? and for pregnant women and and breastfeeding women, just, you know, both for the women's health and for the baby. So, definitely, definitely important, and I think that it makes total sense, to be honest, that aspect of it. Uh, Then, it also says that, you know, of course, kratom can't contain other narcotics or other hazardous substances. Now, that might actually include some things that maybe is okay in the U.S. Like, I know that some kratom also has other things like lotus in it or cbd or you know other things and um while i'm not talking about the the safety of any of those things i i I don't know what they mean by hazardous substances Uh, that might mean something different in thailand and honestly that's the other thing that i've always found interesting about looking at different countries' laws, just in general, but also specifically about Kratom, because the way that they see things isn't quite the same as maybe your own country sees things. And so, for instance, when I'm looking into Kratom in Thailand, it was, you know, originally considered an illicit drug under their Illicit Drugs Act, and you could be punished by up to 10 years in jail, or in prison rather, and a fine of 100,000 to 1 million baht. For production, importation, or exportation of Kratom. If the substance or substances found include morphine, opium, or cocaine, that penalty increased. And so they obviously have different classifications for different drugs, uh, just as we do here in the U.S. So I looked up Kratom, and Kratom used to be a Category 5 drug in Thailand. And so that Category 5 includes cannabis and psychoactive mushrooms. So that's pretty interesting. The other interesting thing, which is also confusing to me, is the way that they set up these categories, Uh, not just with illegal drugs, but also with schedules. So they have Schedule 1 drugs, and that includes THC, uh, and also GHB. And then Schedule 2 can include ketamine, ephedrine, and uh, a few other things like that schedule four so there's no schedule three (laughs) schedule four is like xanax valium uh you know prescriptions like that so then they have narcotics uh and illegal drugs and the illegal drugs come in category one two and five (laughs) where is the three and four i don't know but category one is like you know the 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 worst like heroin amphetamines methamphetamines mdma LSD, all those are Category 1 drugs. Category 2, cocaine, codeine, methadone, and morphine. And then Category 5, cannabis, psychoactive mushrooms, and until recently, kratom. But the change is that kratom is no longer a part of Category 5 as a narcotic substance and as of last year. So that it's a huge change and it's really opening up this market. What does that mean for the country? Uh, if the sky's the limit. I mean, it's really interesting to me that, you know, one huge difference between what's happening there and what's happening in the U.S. with certain states that are kind of creating the similar frameworks in a way is that they actually have Kratom growing there. And I'm just fascinated to see how that affects their whole legalization process of kratom and and the expansion of their market there. In the U.S., we're limited pretty much entirely by, you know, however much of an import of kratom we have. There's hardly any kratom grown here, and, uh, you know, who knows out of how much kratom is grown here is actually sold here. Uh, It might just be for personal use. So I think it's safe to say that the, the situations are drastically different. Our climates are different, all that, and culture. So we have just a completely different situation here, and even within each state, it's very different. But you still have this general framework, which I find fascinating. Kids under 18 shouldn't have this thing, and there should be some sort of regulation around what can be sold with Kratom, or, you know, in conjunction with it, or how it can be sold, or where it can be sold. That's another aspect. This also mentions in this article that places where you can sell Kratom can be limited. So you can't sell Kratom at education areas, public parks, uh, or other locations to be announced by the justice ministries and public health ministries. So there's still a lot in motion here. Uh, You also can't sell Kratom uh, products through vending machines there. So... I'm going to be continuing to follow this. I think that it's really, really fascinating. And the last thing that, that I'll mention here that I think is worth noting: Kratom is to be promoted as a cash crop, as will information on cultivation technology, food, or goods processing, and R&;D research and development to improve Kratom strains. That is so neat! So that's exactly what I want to see. Like that is so cool. And what an interesting and meaningful circle through history. You know, like history doesn't repeat itself, but it sure does rhyme. That's what one of my teachers said. And and right now history's rhyming because they have initially, you know, got rid of kratom because it was cutting into their main cash crop, which is, you know, it was opium at the time, their opium market. Now, they're trying to make kratom a cash crop. And, and that's really neat, you know? So, wow, what a circle. And and so all, all of the R&D they're going to put into this, and the cultivation technology, who knows? I mean, maybe we're going to be really seeing an increase in quality of kratom coming out of Thailand in the near future, because it seems like that's actually going to be part of the country's focus, and I am eager to see what comes next. So, let's all keep following that one, and I certainly will, and uh, yeah good way to start the week. (laughs) All right, everybody. Have a great rest of your day. Start the week off strong and, uh, you know, keep on keeping on. I had my white tie this morning, three grams, feeling fine, ready to go. Let's do this. All right. Take care, everybody. Talk to you tomorrow. Bye-bye.